0: your dial. Spooky season has begun at the Retro Video Store. Welcome everyone to the Retro Video Store.
1: I'm your host Eric. Hi, Eric. And that's my co-host Neil. I'm Neil, and I've gone through puberty this week. Apparently.
0: Yeah, your your voice sounds a little haggard, like you've uh, been been yelling.
1: I, I I may I may have yelled at people. This is a very strong possibility that people got yelled at. <laughs> at least I'm not out in the woods all by myself yelling at a fire.
0: Yeah, that's where David is. We had David back for one week, and now he's gone again for a couple of weeks. So hopefully he'll be back uh, as we dig delve deeper into horror movies in the next couple of weeks, because he loves those, and uh, it's fun to do those with him.
1: Right. And then Neil is supposed to say in a wistful tone, man, it would be great to have David here for (laughs) this.
0: I don't see those notes. Oh, (laughs) So today, we're going to jump in to our second movie of spooky season with the original A Nightmare on Elm Street from 1984.
1: Oh, let me guess. People like this. It's a classic. They thought it was wonderful.
0: Well, it is a classic horror movie, but as we'll discuss as we get into it, I think that people remember Freddy more for his later movies than they do this one of course he had to start somewhere and this is the uh, original one but i don't think it's the best of the series but we'll get into that first of all neil what did you watch this week
1: a lot of lot of tv shows a lot of tv shows but movies wise i watched um attack the block oh that's a good one i watched attack the block again i guess because they finally decided that they're going to do a sequel at least what I've been reading. So I want to watch attack the block again. And then just to keep it light and happy, I watched there will be blood.
0: Oh yeah. That's a, <laughs> that's a you know light, just some light watching.
1: Yeah, it was, it was a very simple film.
0: <laughs> I've only ever watched that once and I, and I liked it, but I have never had a chance to uh,
1: revisit it. Well, when I watched it, I drank my milkshake.
0: You didn't pummel somebody in the head with a bowling pin.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I, I I drank it all up. <laughs> What'd you watch? When it comes,
0: well, I really didn't watch that much um, TV or movies this week. I have played a lot of video games. I got a new computer, so I've been kind of jumping in and uh, playing a lot of video games. I watched some football, but in prep for the uh, podcast, I watched A Nightmare on Elm Street, and I watched a little bit of a, a documentary called Never Sleep Again, which is about the making of A Nightmare on Elm Street, and it's like a seven-hour long documentary because it covers every movie from the first to the last.
1: So uh, how, how many in total were, were in this? I mean, I know I've seen a bunch of them, but I, when Dokken was like, you know, we're the dream warriors, I'm like, this is, <laughs> there's people lined up sharks and then they jumped over them.
0: <laughs> that was part three. That if you count Freddy versus Jason and the remake, nine, nine total, if you count Freddy versus Jason and the remake.
1: I'm honestly curious how many of these I've actually watched. I, just, I, I know don't...
0: you've had to watch at least part three and part four with me on video. Cause I remember, you know, watching those quite a bit.
1: Uh, we, we probably did, but um, I think the original, like what, 84. So I was like 12. So I probably watched this at the theater with my sister. I would guarantee it. Cause I, I know that I didn't see this on video.
0: This is one of the few times that we actually, you know, I did something kind of, you know, mischievous. My sister and I, and my cousin snuck in to see part of this movie. We didn't see all of it. I think we caught the last like 30 minutes, but we felt bad. And I don't know if we stayed till the end, but we well, did watch it on video. Oh, you didn't miss much. <laughs> well, well, let's talk about it. Let's get it's, into there.
1: It's no black Christmas, mind you. But still, thank, thank God there were others because, wow you guys first off you guys did this to me with carrie and i'm like oh a nightmare on elm street oh man that movie was great i remember that movie as a kid then i watched it and i'm like you know i, I i've been wrong about so much in my life
0: <laughs> well a lot of it is it is you know since doing this podcast revisiting some of these movies and it just not as good as you remember a few of them stand up and some some of them surprise surprise you like of course terminator 2 stands up terminator uh, i mean of course uh, the exorcist and silence of the lambs. And I remember Rambo is probably one that surprised me that I didn't think I was going to enjoy, but when I'm enjoying more. So there's some that, that do hold up in a lot that don't. And I think yes. for you, Carrie was one of those. It was and, one of those. Uh, the Goonies was definitely like that where you're like, Oh my God, this does yeah. not hold up.
1: Like this whole movie was like the, the heroine was like, Chaka from land of the lost, like his sister with those teeth just <laughs> out there. Just like, you just want like, man, how you gotta, you gotta lick your lips. Like your teeth are going to get too dry. They're going to stick. What's, what's going on with that? Like, yeah, like she never some, closed
0: her mouth. I noticed <laughs> somehow,
1: she wasn't given enough upper, like upper lip for her lip, or bottom lip and her upper lip to touch. And just the whole time she's walking around. Just like you ever see like a cat smell something that doesn't like, and it makes that face. That's what she reminded me of this whole film. She was like a cat that smelled like broccoli or something. You've got, you've got, a, you've got a pet cat. You know what I'm talking about.
0: So you're, if you were to write like a review, Neil Hamilton says Heather Linkin camp's performance is like a cat who smelled some broccoli.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Well, other people have said uh, that the monstrous spirit of a slain child murderer seeks revenge by invading the dreams of teenagers whose parents were responsible for his untimely death. And who would that be? That would be freaking IMDB. Not one comma in that sentence. (laughs) (laughs) Probably could have used one, but not one in there. (laughs) So it was
0: released on November 9th of 1984. So I was 11 and you were 12.
1: Yep. And I did go see this because I remember my sister wanted to go watch it. And we, so Of course, we had to sneak in because we're not old enough to get it. But we did, we did go watch the movie, and I believe this one was at the mall too.
0: Yeah, Animus Four. I remember this one distinctly being at the mall.
1: Yeah, Animus Four. Good times. Got the Fun Factory right across the way. You know, I we could dedicate this this episode to talking about the Fun Factory with all the video games. It's right across from the. The theater and then right next to it was Chelsea's London pub with the amazing nachos I think that would be a far more positive experience than delving into the film
0: <laughs> well we are a movie podcast so we're going to jump into it and talk about what's good and what's bad
1: we, we could branch off and be a nacho podcast just for this <laughs> just to just to try our hand at it because maybe I, I just I feel like I can't do this justice without David here so let's wait <laughs>
0: Sorry a wait with dead air. We're waiting for David, everybody. Waiting yeah. for David.
1: Yeah. Well, I mean, I got a sore throat. Uh, so, you know, I could I could make like interesting sounds and things like that. Uh, <laughs> uh, I think it's I got like at ASMR. Least, I got at least <laughs> I got at least an hour and a half, hour and forty five minutes of that in me right there. So that gives David some time.
0: Directed by Wes Craven.
1: He's to blame. He's, He's to blame. blame.
0: And he actually wrote it, too. Is written and directed by Wes Craven.
1: Oh, man. Makes me wonder what Wes was Craven. Not a good movie.
0: <laughs> well, this is one of those movies that launched a franchise. And when you think of 80s horror or horror in general, you think of Freddy, Jason, and Michael Myers, and to some extent, Pinhead. You think mm-hmm. about the, think about those as the uh, kind of big four, and you could I guess you could throw Leatherface in there as well. Those are the kind of iconic horror movie characters. And Freddy isn't really like himself in this movie. If you, he's not very. He doesn't really have any quips. He doesn't have any puns. There's not really ir- any ironic deaths. It's just kind of him chasing people in their dreams. And what I mean, chasing them actually like running after them in their dreams.
1: Yeah. Well, okay. So you said this is, you know, the film that launched the franchise and and I get that, but I, 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 it makes me happier when I think of a film like this, that we've all got friends that come from a big family. And when you meet the first kid and the first kid's an absolute doofus And then you know why mom and dad tried to have other kids because they're like, oh, my God, this is we can't have this happening to us in our (laughs) old age. We have to have someone to take care of us. So then they shoot for a second, a third, a fourth kid because they're trying to find someone that can find their ass with both hands that can push them out into the sunshine in their wheelchair in their declining years. I I believe that's probably what happened here. This movie got done. Like it made some money. Could we do it better? Yes, we (laughs) probably could do it better.
0: Well, new line cinema was about to go bankrupt when they, when they made this movie and they actually had to seek out like independent financing to reach the $1.1 $1. $1 million budget, but it made its money back quite a bit more. It made $57 million worldwide and new line was, you know, kind of jokingly known as the house that Freddie built. So, we wouldn't have the Lord of the Rings trilogy. Wouldn't have ton of uh, Austin Powers movies. You wouldn't have all these movies that were made by L- New Line if uh, if Nightmare on Elm Street wasn't a success. Uh, uh,
1: okay. Uh, um, uh, wow, that was a lot to take in. You just lumped. <laughs> you just you just lumped the Lord of the Rings in with Austin Powers. Well, they were both made from New Line. Yeah, but okay. Just say it again for you a little bit slower. You just lumped in the Lord of the Rings trilogy <laughs> in the same sentence as Austin Powers. I do you enjoy just, the
0: first two Austin
1: Powers movies. <laughs> that's like, that, that's like people saying like, you of, of course I clean myself after I defecate, but I prefer thin scratchy toilet paper.
0: <laughs> I haven't watched the Lord of the Rings um, originals in a long to- long, long time. And, you know, I do enjoy them. But it's a long sit. It's one of those movies that you really kind of, you know, have to prepare yourself for. So. And I just haven't felt felt the need to sit down and watch any of
1: them. I love um, – I got the director's cuts of that to watch uh, because I, I like the books. I really, I like mm-hmm. the books. I read them. I read them when I was really young, and it's just one of those things that you read again, just because the the lang- Tolkien's a good writer, and the language is really rich, and you could tell that he enjoyed language. That's why he always had the poems and the songs and the whole idea of oral history and tradition and how things would have been passed down. But that has caused more than one fight in my house because I will start going full dwarf um, when my wife says something. She's like, "Hey, would you mind helping with the dishes?" he helped with the dishes <laughs> he washed and dried them well <laughs> and then it's just something that you have to keep doing all day it's like do you have to keep doing that he turned on the left turn signal so people would know he was going to mcdonald's the best to the misty mountain <laughs> <laughs> that's app that's taco bell afterwards that's the misty mountain
0: yeah
1: yeah New Line Cinema. Yeah. Yes. The house Austin. that Freddie built. Yes. Not Austin Powers, people.
0: Well, I think Blade was also on a New Line Cinema group as well.
1: So, oh, yeah. Great movies, that. <laughs> I do like the first Blade. It's a good one. You do? I'm I'm looking forward. They're, they're going to be redoing it. And um, yeah, uh, I can't think of the actor's name. I just remember he played Cottonmouth in Luke Cage. He's gonna mm-hmm. be playing he's gonna be playing the the new blade. I wish I could remember the guy's name, but I, I'm looking for the I know his last that. name
0: is Ali, but I can never remember I can't pronounce his first name. Mersho Marshallah or something Ali.
1: Yeah. Is that what you're I, saying? Yeah. I, I, I don't want to butcher it. his name.
0: Yeah. I hope cool. it's right, good. back to back to a nightmare on Elm Street. God damn it, I'm trying. I'm
1: really trying. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> Heather Langenkamp, which we talked about already. She plays Nancy Thompson, and I I don't know how they couldn't have found somebody better. But, you know, I hate to say anything mean about her because she is always so nice. When you talk, when you hear them talking about how good she is to fans and how she has treated the the legacy of being in the movie. And she's even, you know, uh, her husband was a special effects artist. And now she is like a helps own or is part owner of a special effects studio and has been a special effects supervisor on some movies. So she's transitioned out of acting because of this. But I feel like, uh, you know, she is the biggest liability of the movie, to be honest.
1: I think she may have I think she may have made the transfer from acting uh, because she realized that she's not a good actor. I'm just going (laughs) to I'm just going to take a stab right there. This is you know what you know who we need to talk about this. We need Norm MacDonald to talk about this. Oh, rest in peace, Norm MacDonald. Rest in peace, Norm. I think Norm could have done this well.
0: I spent about uh, an hour last night just watching best of his uh, weekend update yeah. uh, from SNL,
1: and, and he was that hilarious. The Germans love David Hasselhoff. <laughs> who,
0: who did it? Frank Stallone, man.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then all and this ripping OJ constantly. Yes, that was yes. good too. Yes. Yeah. So Robert England is oh, ready Krueger. You're, you're focused again. Damn it, I almost had you. Keep going. No, great film. Great film. Let's talk about that. Robert Engel, Freddy Krueger, amazing. It's
0: Freddy Krueger. Yeah, yeah, he's he's uh, he has made a living out of being Freddy, and Freddy is a huge icon. There was masks and toys and two rap songs. Are you ready for Freddy with the Fat Boys and a Nightmare on on my street by uh, DJ Jazzy Jeff and the Fresh Prince? Do you remember either of those? <laughs>
1: I was, you know what? I was just focused on his performance as Willie in V.
0: V. Yes, I remember him from V. Yeah, he was also in, I think, uh, that giant alligator movie that Wes Craven did. I think eaten alive. I think maybe that's what it's called. And then he was also in uh, Galaxy of Terror, and he's also in that movie that I was you and I've been texting about, Never Too Young to Die with Gene Simmons, which I haven't had a chance to watch yet, but I will watch this week. Because it looks insane.
1: I had, that, I had that queued up on Tubi, and I tried to watch it during my lunch, but I got too busy today. Hence one of the reasons <laughs> why my voice is like this, because people got yelled at. But it, it's going to happen. Uh, Gene Simmons as a transvestite murderer needs mm-hmm. to happen. I need to see that movie.
0: He has his own like cabaret scene and everything. It's supposed to be crazy.
1: <laughs> awesome.
0: John Stamos and Vanity are also in it. So, you know, never oh, too young to
1: die. Right on. Did she get baptized in the waters of the mighty Lake Minnetonka? That was Apollonia. It's whatever. I'm trying to distract you.
0: <laughs> so I'm in the uh, retro video store mainstay, John Saxon plays Nancy's dad, Lieutenant Don Thompson. John Cha- John Saxon previously in Enter the Dragon and Your Favorite Black Christmas.
1: Don Thompson. Wasn't he also in Miami Vice? That's Don Johnson. Oh, you want to talk about Miami Vice at all?
0: No. <laughs> well, how about young Johnny Depp
1: as Glenn, can Nancy's just, boyfriend? Can we just all say thank you that half shirts for dudes aren't a thing anymore?
0: Yeah, that was I remember that being a thing in the 80s. And uh, yeah, that was definitely uh, unusual.
1: Yeah, there was that kid that went to our high school whose name rhymes with Moolis, who would always sit there and play with his <laughs> belly button. You know the kid I'm talking uh, about? <laughs> yes i do actually he would just he was always sit there and like play with his belly button touches touches abdomen We're like okay we get it dude we get it like please please stop it's like mildly creepy how much you like touch your abdomen just sit there and play with the damn thing he's like hey could i ride your motorcycle if you will stop touching your abdomen stop picking your belly remember- button?
0: I remember Moolis may have been left back a couple of
1: times. <laughs> <laughs> Moolis was the only guy that had kids our senior year that were getting <laughs> ready right to start kindergarten. <laughs> he was...
0: All right, back to the movie. Oh, Amanda what? Wiss. <laughs> or Amanda Weiss is Tina. You may remember her as the uh, girl of, uh, of the dream. Uh, dang it, better off dead. She was the girl that uh, John Cusack wanted to date in... Better Off Dead.
1: But who played Rod?
0: Rod was Nick Corey, and he was your requisite asshole boyfriend in an 80s movie.
1: And what did he have, Neil? Uh, I don't know. A switch, a switchblade. Oh my God, he did. He did pull out the switchblade. He okay, pulled out a switchblade. We,
0: we, we have been talking about how omnipresent the switchblade is in '70s and '80s movies.
1: Yeah, because he pulls it on. He pulls it on Johnny Depp's character when he goes over and uh, has sex with a 15 year old girl loudly.
0: <laughs> well, I will talk about. Okay. Since you hated this movie or thought it was lame, I'm going to talk about things that I enjoyed. I thought the beginning was kind of cool when you got to see Freddy putting his glove together and, and you kind of are introduced to the nightmare where there's a sheep running around for some reason <laughs> and where Tina runs very terribly. The people who are running away from Freddy in these nightmare sequences aren't really running. They're just kind of like, I don't know trotting i guess would be the
1: word to describe it did you notice that i I think what happened with the 1.1 million dollar budget they didn't have enough track for the rolling camera so like look if you go more than six feet in this run we're screwed so you just take your time (laughs) when you get from the mark here to get to the mark here and the whole building the whole building it thing okay first off all right it, it would not have been hard to catch Freddie because apparently Freddie was asthmatic because he's wheezing and coughing the whole time he's doing it. He can barely, <laughs> he can barely do stuff. And I don't know. Is it like, it? it's like he was a dramatic hand actor who decided to start killing kids with all the, like <laughs> the jerky movements and like all the like little stopping and posing. I just, I expected to see him instead of building the finger knives to build the weird little like oxygenation chamber, like David Duchovny had and Zoolander to put his hand in to save him. <laughs> I mean, and obviously the guy had already had some issues cuz he was he was still filthy. And who wouldn't notice, oh, who's the dirty guy with all the holes in his sweater wandering around? I wonder if we should keep the children away from him. That just sounds like <laughs> poor it just sounds like poor parenting to me.
0: Well, you know, the parents did wind up setting him on fire, so. <laughs> and that, that's one of the things in the movie that they, you know, Freddy's just a child murderer. But if you watch the 2010 remake, they kind of go all out with him being a child molester and a murderer, where they kind of shied away from that. Oh, he's just a child killer. So they kind of, you know, toned it down a little bit. Did you watch the remake? Yeah, I actually did. It was on HBO a couple of years ago. And I didn't hate it. I thought the new special effects were pretty good. And Jackie Earl Haley. As Freddy is not as iconic as Robert England, he just has a completely different take on it. And he's much shorter and more kind of, uh, I don't know, say mouse-like, I guess. <laughs> he's hes just it's a completely different take on Freddy. I didn't hate it. Uh, it just wasn't very good. I think the remake of uh, Friday the 13th is a better remake than the Nightmare on the Street.
1: Did did he at any point just kind of like randomly smile at the camera and just decide, you know what would be great here? He's going to chop off a couple of fingers. <laughs> take a couple fingers right off this, this is the scare tactic I'm looking for
0: well we're, we're looking at this with 2021 eyes when I saw this back in 1984 or 85 this movie was pretty scary it, it was pretty affecting especially the part where you see Freddy stretching over Nancy and in her. In, you know, I guess she's he's in Tina's room but the way he's pushing out from the dream world overheard that i thought that was kind of cool there's some good good shots in this movie
1: okay like but the first run when he's coming at her and he's got his knees are going out at weird angles he's running like he had sweaty balls and he didn't want him to stick to his <laughs> thighs
0: i kind of like that weird run he had kind of haphazardly with his arms flailing around and his legs kind of out yeah like, i mean i thought we, it was kind of cool
1: we've all been there you've been in public and you're like oh this isn't good this is sticking so you got to try to find a way to like stretch your leg out to make <laughs> you know what i'm saying to make kind of like unstick it but try to do it really subtly he was running like that
0: i usually just go for the straight up leg kick out you know
1: just like run my name my name's eric i'm strong i can kick boom yes it's just, yes. just randomly just to get that stretched out there yeah okay
0: just get the get unstuck but yeah okay well, i think that is probably one of the better dream sequences where you see freddy for the first, first time and he stretches his arms way out and he's kind of popping up all over the place he chops his fingers off for no reason and smiles and, and i don't know it just i thought it was kind of cool it's i guess you by today's standards it's kind of lame but back in that day, I thought it was really cool, and I still enjoy it. <laughs> I mean,
1: he was, he was stretching, his, stretching his arms out. And yeah. But at some, at some point, maybe this is why she decided to go into special effects. At some point, the special effects guys just looked at it and went, you know what? This is the best we can do.
0: <laughs> well, it is a $1.1 million budget in 1984. So that was They were stretching, stretching out pretty good for what, what they could do with that much money.
1: Well, and they they spent way too much money on the French kiss telephone. Probably they should have like switched (laughs) something else or the cake batter stairs. She's running up the cake batter stairs and there's obviously places where she shouldn't be stepping and she steps in them. She deserved to die. Don't step (laughs) in the cake batter holes in the cake batter stairs and you're just going to get up. You're going to get away. I'm jumping around a little bit, but there were things that bugged me. Let's go. Let's do this. Anyway, chopped off some fingers. Boom. Um, the one that I didn't she did reaches enjoy, up at him
0: and then she she touches his face and his face falls off. That was kind of
1: cool. yes, that one that one was kind of good. That would have been a great time for the sarcastic comment, but you know something would have worked there. But we didn't get that. But you know, like you <laughs> said, I do remember watching these movies with you. So it, it, hopefully that got better later. But here we go. Well,
0: of course, Tina. You know the the fact where Tina is, Freddie is under the covers with her, and then she's dreaming. Her boyfriend, Rod, is awake and sees this kind of stuff happening. And then when he slashes her her chest, that looks kind of cool. That was a lot of blood. That's pretty graphic for 1984. And I'm surprised the MPAA didn't uh, have him cut it out.
1: It's a pretty you know brutal they, kill. They, we'll, we'll keep that and we'll allow the anti-gravity blood fountain for later. <laughs> we'll keep that. And that could, you know what? I'm going to call that could not have possibly been all of Johnny Depp's blood. He would have had to have – he would have had to wrung him out like a tube of toothpaste to even get part of that out of him.
0: (laughs) We are jumping all over the place.
1: (laughs) Well, you know, things annoyed me. Let's go. All right. So she gets sliced up. She's kind of screaming around in the corner Um, for some reason. Yeah. Okay. And Rod. Okay, Rod, you're useless, you tool. What are you going to do? You're going to huddle up in the corner. It's dark. You can see her, stupid. It's not that dark. And you're just going to – you're just screaming, Tina, who is it? I'll kill you. I'll kill you. He is the human equivalent of John Travolta drinking beer in Carrie. (laughs) Well, he did get smashed in the face by
0: his girlfriend floating up in the air. That would probably be – and now she's up on the ceiling bleeding all over the place. That's a little, you know –
1: freak you out? Maybe she was a Lionel Richie fan, <laughs> dancing on the ceiling. Yes, you know he could have woke up. He thought like, "Hey,
0: bleeding on the ceiling. ceiling. <laughs> thank,
1: you. thank you, Martha Quinn. Look at my girlfriend on the ceiling."
0: <laughs> well, when you said, "Is he like?" Maybe he's like Lionel Richie. And the first thing I think of is stupid. Uh, the stupid Hello video where the blind girl makes a, <laughs> makes the the sculpture of Lionel Richie, and it looks nothing like him. It's like, he's like, she's like, this is how I see you. And he's like, oh my God, burn it. it. What What's the right? hell?
1: <laughs> Cleanse it with fire.
0: <laughs> Some- this is how I see you. Hello. Hello. <laughs> is it me you're looking for?
1: I'm, I'm willing to talk about this just to hear you sing more. It's <laughs> <laughs> ridiculous. He's just sitting over there. I'll kill you, whoever you are. There's obviously nobody else there, dummy. Can you see anybody? I don't care if you've been clocked in the head. All right, go ahead. Useless. Useless.
0: All right. Well, he's immediately a suspect because he, he books it out of there once uh, she's dead and it does not make him look uh, good at all. So he runs He runs out.
1: <laughs> and the teen and <laughs> Tina, in that body bag, that's a, and that's the thing I get, that gets me in these movies. Like whatever you get killed in, that 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 gets to be your like accessory for your whole afterlife. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like the dude in Pet Cemetery. He had to, he had to run around in those like those '80s running shorts, and then Tina, what do you got to do? She somehow got to make that body bag work.
0: <laughs> well, I always think about you know. Every house that you get, you know, that is haunted is always haunted by a ghost from, like, the Victorian era or a ghost from, you know, a long time ago. You never get, like, a ghost from, like, the 70s or the ghost from, like, the 80s, you know?
1: Just really angry (laughs) that you took the shag carpet up. Exactly. He's going to start knocking some things off the walls now. He's pissed.
0: Why is there a ghost singing Dancing Queen downstairs?
1: (laughs) Do you think I'm sexy? and when things get when things get real the light the lights under the floor start to show up that would be so good hey you know what though i this is again these are again million dollar ideas we're coming up with we could write this and then we could we could get john travolta to, to be in it you <laughs> get every You're... time that happens you can just give like quizzical looks and like they're they're gonna walk out of the house like oh, i've got an important business meeting to go to and they look down and they're wearing just like outrageous bell bottoms and they're just oh my god they start screaming or yeah, looking up and like all of a sudden it's the whole cast of welcome back cotter and they're they're all freaking out they don't know what to do these are You're great we can those do with
0: rubber hose. <laughs> 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 like well i don't want to tell you about the previous owners of this house but uh I guess I should. He he was a uh, a break dancer, and he he broke his neck trying to spin on his head. <laughs> and now you know, all you've got is like you know, here's somebody's spinning.
1: Cardboard boxes are spread around your house. They <laughs> took over your body. You're just like popping and locking all over the place. <laughs> There's no stopping us. No Great. stopping grandma no grandma no she just starts doing the worm until her poor frail body falls apart i cast you out you stop doing the worm just right out into oblivion oh great we love you grandma come back this this house is clean yo she just
0: challenges you to a dance-off <laughs>
1: like grandma stop it you just tell that poltergeist it's been served Okay, I'm enjoying the movie more now. (laughs) All right.
0: (laughs) Well, that's the thing about the, the the logic of the movie is they want to confuse you about what is real and what is a dream, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't, but it doesn't follow its own logic a lot of the time. But I do like when she fell asleep at school. And I like Tina getting dragged down the the, the the hall in the body bag. And I love no running in the hallway. That always sticks in my head because that seems like a more funny part, which will kind of happen more in the later movies. There's yeah. a little bit, you know, a little bit of sarcastic yeah. humor. And that was like the only piece of it.
1: And that was, I just thought it was really weird. Like just out of nowhere, like why does the hall monitor have on that ugly sweater?
0: Yeah no running in the hallway
1: that was sarcasm because i knew why she had on the sweater (laughs) i knew you (laughs) because she's actually freddy
0: she's really freddy the only this is the only movie where freddy's sweater doesn't have stripes on the sleeve i know that's thrilling trivia but that's (laughs) that is trivia at least man
1: things are sad for you aren't they so sad (laughs)
0: Well, one thing I did notice is when she burns herself on the pipe, the, the, not the pipe, like a crack pipe, but like a pipe in the boiler room when she wakes up and she's screaming in the class that at least the, t- the schooling has proved enough where the teacher didn't immediately slap her <laughs> like <laughs> carry.
1: <laughs> Just, uh, you know what? Just go home. Just go home. Let's not check out with the office. Let's not go see if there's any counselors or any mental health help up there. You know what? Just go. Just go home. You'll be, you'll be good. You'll be great. Just go and do it.
0: Well, this is where Nancy's acting is really, really bad. Anytime she has to show like emotions, anger or or sadness, it's just awful, awful. (laughs) Screw your pass.
1: A hundred percent agree.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And her mouth never closes. I noticed that it wasn't. I didn't really notice that that much the first time I saw. But then again, when I watched it again today, when I was writing notes, every time I looked up, her mouth was open, or her she didn't have enough lips to close her,
1: to close her mouth. It was just it was like stuck. I mean, you've done that right? Like, if you got dry lips, you kind of push it up so it sticks to the gums right above your teeth, and you just walk around and you pretend you're Fire Marshal Bill.
0: Yeah, dang it! I was getting ready to say that. <laughs> Let me show you something.
1: That's <laughs> kind of it's kind of what she was.
0: <laughs> i mean there are there are snippets that are good i like when she's in the uh the infamous part where she's in the bathtub and you see freddy's hand coming out from from you know from the bottom of the tub that was pretty cool and then when she gets pulled in that i think that is a cool shot but uh i will say that i did notice that the movie does seem to lag a little bit for an hour and 38 minutes
1: it moves a little bit slow. Are we are we starting to sense a little theme between these movies that I'm not particularly enjoying? The pacing? Um, the, the giant, the enormous lag. All right, let's have a little fun. Yeah, okay, then we're done.
0: Yeah, I think the, <laughs> you need more. There has to be more of what you came for. There's only four kills in this movie, and they're paced kind of like 20 minutes apart or whatever. It takes a while to get to them. And there's some cool dream sequences and stuff. But when she sees Glenn in the prison cell, that part is really cool. But even as a kid, I always noticed the wire sticking out of the sheet that was going around his neck. Did you notice that?
1: Yeah, I did. Yeah. And it's just, you know, I don't think there's a good way to make things move around invisibly. There just never seems to be a good way to do it. It always it, it just never looks good.
0: Yeah, especially in 1984, with no, without the, uh, <laughs> without green screen or CGI, you really can't do it believably. I don't know. It was uh, <laughs> there's a couple of good jump scares when Freddy jumps through the mirror. You know that's that's kind of cool. I like that one. That kind of caught me off, caught me off guard as a kid when I watched it. it scared the crap out of me.
1: And we do- did you. I don't think it give some kudos to the person who designed the mouth that the bug came out of. Yeah. That, that looked pretty good. That looked pretty good because it was only on screen for a short amount of time. And it ta- yeah uh, hands down better than the giant arms.
0: Yeah. I still kind of like that though. I like the, the giant arms.
1: That's, that's, that's totally fine. You can like the giant arms if you like, <laughs> but I, I think the, the bug in the mouth probably better. And then of course, and then the weird, the weird, like green, like cut open spaghetti chest. There was that too.
0: Yeah, just hurting themselves for no reason, just to get a get a rise out of you.
1: Look, look what I can do. Ah, look what I can do. Ah, cut off the fingers. Ah, look what I can do. Ah, I'm gonna do this. <laughs> you just see, dude. you just hear all the other like dream demons. Like we get it, Freddy. You're scary. You just <laughs> knock it off with the cutting things. Okay, it's getting old. Just tone it down, dude. Just tone it down. Yeah. They're all being mean to him. Hey, you got a little something there on your cheek, Freddie. What is it? Looks like some pizza sauce. Oh, that's just your face, my man. I'm sorry about that. And then he gets really angry and he just sits over in the corner like chopping off fingers like I'll show them one day.
0: <laughs> well, they're, they're talking about how they wanted Freddie to look more skeletal, but they would have had to use a puppet. So they went back just to more of a burned look for him. But I don't know if you've seen the movie The Burning it's it's a 1980 slasher. It's really early, one of the early kind of post Halloween, post Friday 13 slashers. Tom Savini did the burn makeup on the guy, and that is really believable burn makeup. He looks like a legitimate burn victim, where Freddy doesn't really get that, I guess. Freddy looks like Freddy because that's, you know, when, once you see him, that's that iconic look. But he, he's just, you know, I don't know. It doesn't really look like bur- <laughs> real burns, I guess. Um.
1: Uh, yeah, it just kind of looks like they. He looks flayed.
0: Yeah. Well, he got even his his look changed a lot, especially in the new nightmare where it looked like the skin was cut instead of burnt. Do you remember those masks for after New Nightmare? Mm-hmm. How completely different it looked.
1: Yeah. yeah, I do.
0: Oh, and of course, this movie has the common horror movie trope where the boyfriend crawls up a, a trellis or whatever to get to the girlfriend's room. It happened all the time.
1: And most again, of the people lived yeah, okay. two story two, no two story houses these people could have afforded two story houses Yes. where, where we lived you just stood on the other side of the irrigation ditch and hope they noticed you while you're waving before a car drove by
0: <laughs> and the house is usually on cinder blocks so it was really you know it was a little t- it was tougher to get up there
1: well, it, it was, it was if it was fancy they put like a you know they put a little wood down there a little skirting around it so you couldn't see but yeah it is what mm-hmm. it is <laughs>
0: So did you notice that Roger Rabbit was the doctor in the sleep study? I, I did. I was just waiting for him to go, please. <laughs> I, I can't do his voice. And, and the,
1: yeah. Oh, you know what? We we don't know what dreams are. They're kind of magic. What the hell kind of scientist are you? <laughs> <laughs> well, what's happening is these are the chemicals that are produced by your brain. Your brain's actually processing these things. And then you know, your subconscious is going over the events of what has gone or you've been thinking about has been troubling you. So while you process these chemicals, he's like, you know what? Ah, they're just kind of magic. We don't know where they're from.
0: <laughs> well, I do like the part. She pulls Freddie's hat out of, the, out of the dream and her hair is white now. And the second worst performance in the movie is the mom her Nancy's mom in the movie. I think she was really bad as well.
1: Well, she kind of looked like a cat that had smelled something bad too. <laughs> she had <kind> of a <laughs> She's
0: played by an actress named Ronnie Blakely, who I guess was a singer beforehand and then was an actress. But yeah, she playing the typical boozy mom. Just, uh, yeah, it was at, straight out of, uh, writing One Hundred and One. Okay. Let's have your mom be a complete alcoholic. And she's ignores you. And there's a divorce and all this kind of stuff going
1: on. Oh, and how awesome was their confrontation in the kitchen? How piss poor was that?
0: Where she I, hid Freddie's hat in the in the drawer, and the way she acted, uh,
1: yeah. <laughs> she it was trying to be dramatic, and she just sort of flips it at her. She walks away and confronts her about her alcohol use. Like, come on,
0: <laughs> come on! It was like after-school special level of of acting. <laughs>
1: Why are you doing these drugs? Who did you learn this from? I learned it
0: from you, mom. I learned it by watching you. you.
1: (laughs) Yeah. If there's anybody under the age of 35, that's listening to this, I'm so sorry. But if you had, if you had seen these, this, this would have been a lot funnier.
0: (laughs) Well, another part of the movie that would be completely completely changed now by today's technology with cell phones and stuff and energy drinks, a couple of monster energy drinks, Nancy would have been fine. She would never have to sleep,
1: and what was the what were the name of those pills? Because that was ridiculous.
0: It just said a wake up
1: yeah <laughs> wake up, and you could clearly see the instructions on there too, which I thought was ridiculous because it was like wake up <laughs> make up. <laughs> you wanted to it was the, the keys up on the table you wanted to it was the, you could totally read the directions on there, thank you
0: so the system of the down brand wake up pills. <laughs>
1: Never in the history of all podcasting has there been a reference to system of a down that has been better than that. You're welcome.
0: (laughs) We have like another version. It's like, when you go to sleep, it's system of a downer.
1: No, that's, that's what this movie should be called. uh, It's, this is a system of a downer. (laughs) Yeah, I'll wait. I'll, I'll fill in the blank spaces while I'm waiting for you to find that button. (laughs) System of a downer is what we should be calling, uh, HBO max because they're streaming this
0: <laughs> and I will give props to HBO max though. Cause right now I was looking through the uh, potential movies for us to do for the rest of October and HBO max has the best eighties horror section way better than um, Netflix. Netflix is pretty pathetic when it comes to uh, uh, horror movies that aren't original ones or kind of like recent they don't have really a, a deep dive into eighties. Amazon is just a mess. Sometimes they have some, but it's so hard to navigate what they have. And Tubi, I will give Tubi a, a good shout out. They do have quite a bit of eighties horror movies too. So.
1: Well, Netflix, I don't really watch Netflix for movies anymore. I watch Netflix for series. Um, I do look at HBO max. Um, Amazon Prime is great if you find a movie and then if you can go down, it'll do the whole like, oh, here's the suggestions because it'll bring up just all this random stuff. You can do a deep dive in that and find some really cool things.
0: Uh, Shudder is really, really good, but it's all horror movies. So if you want to watch a horror movie, they have new ones and old ones and classic ones and just, you know, originals. So they're probably the best straight up horror streaming service.
1: Cool. You think you should talk to me about that for like the next 15 minutes at least. (laughs)
0: <laughs> well i do have other things to talk about besides this one so we'll we'll wrap up a, a nightmare in elm street poor okay. uh poor glenn gets pulled in through the in through the bed and blood shoots out from the mattress for like a half Freddie. hour
1: for like a half hour
0: <laughs> it you, feels like half an hour
1: you skip the tongue phone
0: yes well that's what he's like i'm your boyfriend now
1: oh <laughs> yeah
0: And that was like surprising when the the first time you saw it, but then you really realize how ridiculous
1: (laughs) it is. Well, but at least you know what Freddy's kink is because he was, you know, he's out flicking around his tongue in the very first nightmare scene.
0: Yeah, he does that a lot.
1: Yeah. So now we now we know that that's that's Freddy's kink. That's what that's what Freddy's into. He's good with words. He's a. He's a. Cunning linguist. Thank you. (laughs) <laughs> you know what you just don't let me down the fact is that we're both we're both essentially 12 <laughs> this is we still have the same jokes so this is good you, we
0: said we always set each other up you set them up while i knock them down i set you up you <laughs> knock them down that's the way it
1: works here we go until we talk about switchblades because i'm just so damn disgusted about this movie you're like he had the what well, this, I'm like i don't know i don't care i don't want to talk about this
0: well this has my favorite line and it's been repeated in a couple of movies about <laughs> hey neil what's a coroner got to say
1: i have no clue what you're talking about
0: <laughs> i wrote it down here <laughs> nancy pulls the home alone after years before kevin that's the thing where she sets everything like that but when when lieutenant uh thompson shows up
1: and he's going up to see oh Glenn's... you said court you said coroner i thought you said what's the coroner like when two walls intersect no no what's the coroner <laughs> got to say well he's been in the john pukin since he saw it i didn't understand (laughs) you i didn't understand you i thought you
0: said coroner. cut we'll do it again okay hey neil what's the
1: coroner got to say Uh, he's been in the john pukin since he saw it
0: (laughs) that's one of my favorite lines they always do it in like horror movies i think pieces also does it where they come on a crime scene and they go what's the coroner got to say well, he's been in the John Pugin since he saw it,
1: so. You know what have been funny is like if earlier you, you said corner, but I thought you said corner, like where two walls intersect. And then we had to edit it out to actually get the the zinger in there the way you wanted it. That, that would be no, funny. I'll, I'll
0: just, I'll just leave it in. We'll just, we're, we'll do warts and all. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: Dude, I literally thought you said corner and I'm like, I don't know. What did the corner say? Why are we doing tongue twisters and dad jokes right now? <laughs> like corner. What did the corner say? So, okay, <laughs> <laughs> but
0: Nancy does pull a Home Alone years before Kevin did. She's setting up the house with all the all the traps she learned about, and uh, they work pretty well. I like the um, sledgehammer above the door part. That's kind of cool.
1: Yeah, he's got to have some abs to to take that. That that would have <laughs> that would be brutal. That kind of thing I killed, do like that kind of thing killed Houdini. So <laughs> sharp, sharp blow to the abdomen. So way to go, Freddy, for all that workout.
0: <laughs> there was a nice practical fire stunt, though, where she throws the gasoline on him, sets him on fire. And it looks really, really good. I like the, you know, when they actually set somebody on fire. But the difference between Robert Anglin and the guys actually pulling the stunt is huge. The guy is short. And I would say more portly than Robert England, or maybe he's wearing more protective clothing. So it looks like he shrunk about six inches and gained 50 pounds during that but, part.
1: But mad respect. That guy was on fire a long, yes. long time, mm-hmm. a long time. Uh, but I guess, but here's the thing, getting on fire makes Freddie horny. <laughs> so he decides to go jump on mom and, she was the world's most combustible woman. Like he's literally on her for like five <laughs> seconds, and now she looks like one of the one of the lame decorations that they have at Target during Halloween, where you press the button and like one arm like jerkily moves up.
0: Yeah, it looked very, very bad. And she sinks into the into the bed with a weird blue glow, then everything goes away. Which makes me think that Nancy is still asleep. She didn't really pull Freddie into The reality or maybe just the movie sucks and we don't know (laughs) they didn't stick with their own continuity.
1: (laughs) Just at the end, they're like, man, we're tired. We're running out of cash. We don't, we just don't have money for more scenes. Let's just leave it.
0: Well, the part where she's, you know, she tells Freddie, she doesn't, she's not scared of him or she doesn't believe him. And then he vanishes and everything looks like it's okay. And everything's, you know, hunky dory. And then you get the, the typical nightmare on Elm street ending where Freddie is not dead. And some people don't like, where he pulls the mom through the door. I love it. I know it looks cheesy and it it just looks like, well, this is all we've got. Let's pull the sex doll through through this door.
1: We are done. They're just hitting up members of the crew. Look, we're not going to judge, but if you do have one, can you bring it in tomorrow? (laughs) (laughs) And I am glad to know that you were as disturbed with the closing song as I was.
0: Yeah, there's a real, really bad song about nightmares, and it's—I think it was the band was called Two Thirteen. I looked them up, I saw them just for a second, but I couldn't find any el- find anything else about them. But it's like the pseudo new wave kind of song that plays at the end, closing credits, and it
1: sucks. It's
0: like what the hell?
1: Hmm. Well, it's also a song by Slayer. Two Thirteen is also a song by Slayer.
0: Hmm. Yeah, I don't remember that one off the top of my head.
1: Yeah. I even know some of the lyrics because I'm a massive Slayer fan. Mm -hmm. Yeah.
0: Neil, would you like to know Eric's Nightmare
1: on Elm Street series ranking? You know what? I have not. I have not scrolled down in the notes just because I am waiting for this.
0: All right. So part three, the Dream Warriors is when Freddy turns really into Freddy to me. He is um, quippy. The dream sequences are more fun. He turns into like a little marionette and he's he, there's all sorts of he pulls the, his head pops out of the TV and pulls the girl into the TV. There's all sorts of fun stuff going on in the movie. And it really is where you're like, OK, this is what a nightmare on Elm Street is like. It meets its full potential. Part four, the dream master is a close second because it was directed by Rennie Harlan and it just has really good special effects. The plot sucks, but the special effects are a lot of fun. So those 3 really when you think about Nightmare on Elm Street those are the two best and it, 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 it kind of encapsulate what's the, the, what's good about a Nightmare on Elm Street. Part 1 is number 3 in quality cuz it's the one that started it all. West Craven's New Nightmare is number 4 cuz it is kind of a meta commentary about the other movies 2 years before Scream came out so it's it's uh, and Freddy is actually a little scary in this one in a new nightmare. Part two, Freddy's Revenge, which we'll have to do sometime, is uh, the one that is notoriously the gayest Friday the 13th, thir- I mean, the Nightmare on Elm Street movie, where it, the roles are kind of uh, inverted, where the boy who's being possessed by Freddy is like the scream queen, and he screams a lot, and there's a lot of really weird um, homoerotic, not subtext, just super text on this one.
1: <laughs> just right out there.
0: <laughs> it's right out there. Freddy versus Jason is a lot more fun than it had any right to be. Good special effects. Uh, dream child is terrible. The remake is meh, And then Freddie's dead. The final nightmare is the worst. So that is my ranking of a nightmare in Elm street movies.
1: See, these all blur together for me. Cause I'm pretty sure I've seen all of them. Well, because you know, friends mm-hmm. with you. Um, but the one where he's a giant head and he's eating the girl.
0: That's part three. Like he's That's a snake.
1: Three. Yeah. 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 That. Okay. All right. I'm with you with that one. Patricia but- Arquette. But see, my head doesn't work like that. I'm not sitting there like thinking about the entire movies. I'm I am going like, oh, I like that scene. I like this scene. I like that scene. I like this scene. Because oddly enough, the the exposition is not what you watch these films for.
0: That's true. That's true. You don't really you're not going for the character development or the uh, or the, you know, the build up stuff. You want to see Freddy killing people.
1: Yeah. You just like, all right, who's going to survive? And in what way are all the other people going to get taken out?
0: And one thing I like about three and four is it is starting. It's the start of the mid eighties where hair metal is starting to really kind of show its uh, show itself. So the music like Dawkins does the Dream Warriors song. We don't want to dream, dream no Warriors. more. Don't want to dream no more. And then we have. um Part four, the Dream Master, has a song by Slaughter, but also has Drama-Rama and Sinead O'Connor on the soundtrack. So you're getting a little more to the late, mid to late 80s. So it, the quality is a little bit better there.
1: I can only think of Phil Hartman when you say Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> Cue ball in the right pocket. Or he says <laughs> hey, Sinead. <laughs> I'm looking at you, I'm
0: thinking. <laughs> I'm looking cue ball in the right pocket. Yep, he was amazing, Phil Hartman.
1: <laughs> so good, but some people call him Nancy.
0: <laughs> and don't forget Troy McClure. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and Lionel Hutz.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And Lyle Landley. All the <laughs> the. Uh,
1: but first, Simpsons. how do we throw away our garbage? Well, we get <laughs> our tape cozy. <laughs>
0: Oh, the anal retentive chef. Yeah. I remember that too. All right, so 1984 horror movies. 84 wasn't that great of a year for horror movies because the slasher genre was really kind of winding down and it was kind of being looked down upon by studios. So in 84, you had Chud, Cannibalistic Humanoid Underground Dwellers, which we've mentioned enough on this show. We'll probably have to review it someday. We need to. Children of the Corn, which you can listen to our uh, podcast on that. Firestarter, another Stephen King adaptation, which is, uh, I haven't seen in a long, long time. I just remember uh, Drew Barrymore has uh, fire starting powers, and the rest of the family has some other kind of powers as well. Twisted Firestarter. Um, and- <laughs> and George C. Scott has this weird move where he breaks your nose while you're sleeping. Remember that? Where he just kind of like holds his hand and he chops you right in the nose. Yeah. of the nose.
1: Yeah. And then that's it for you.
0: <laughs> Friday the 13th, part three, I mean, part four, excuse me, Friday the 13th, part four, the final chapter, which you can listen to our uh, podcast on as well. In Kristen, Crispin Glover, dancing gremlins, I don't know really if you get it as well. I guess I can say that's a horror movie. It's got some horrific parts. We also did a podcast on that as well.
1: Yeah, I so think eight, we've covered eighty four pretty well. <laughs> yeah, I think Phoebe Cates' speech was the most horrific thing of that. Yeah, the dad, the <laughs> dad playing Santa Claus. Yeah, what does dead dad smell like? Ask Phoebe.
0: <laughs> Night of the Comet, which is kind of a good uh, zombie movie. The original Silent Night, Deadly Night, the Toxic Avenger, which is uh, a. Sort of classic if you...
1: Troma.
0: <laughs> Troma. Yes. A Company of Wolves, which is kind of a weird um, different takes. A European vampire... i mean, sorry. European werewolf movie, which has a lot of kind of a uh, Little Red Riding Hood undercurrents in it. Yeah. I've only ever seen it once. I thought it was interesting. Beware but where uh, a man
1: whose eyebrows grow together, for he will be hairy on the inside.
0: Oh yeah, I remember that part. Neil Jordan, I think, directed that one. And Monster Dog, which was an Italian horror movie with about a monster dog with Alice Cooper in it.
1: <laughs> Truth in advertising, <laughs> Monster Dog. It's, I just I was questioning, and like, and then there's a Monster Dog, I'm like, oh man, Eric, tell me what this is about. It's about a monster. <laughs> it's about a monster dog. Thank you, thank you so much
0: i just remember the box at hastings and it says alice cooper in monster dog i'm like all right
1: well doesn't he he actually is part owner of a restaurant in phoenix where they sell giant hot dogs so i think he stuck with that (laughs) the monster dog i think they call it the big unit actually it's uh after a uh, baseball pitcher or something like that
0: oh yeah yeah randy johnson the big unit
1: yeah but you said, so many
0: penis metaphors. there. Do
1: you you see how I tied that in though? Like monster dog, Alice Cooper. He's got the restaurant with this little giant hot dog. And then I don't even watch baseball, but I tied that in. And then you knew the dude because you're watching a lot more sports. So you're welcome. Yeah. Look at that. Ladies and gentlemen, look at this, all that wrapped up into one who else is doing that for you. Nobody.
0: (laughs) 55 minutes. And we talked about a nightmare on Elm street. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, speaking about, um, Upcoming movies, it's we're getting deeper into um getting closer to Halloween. I was thinking Ghostbusters. What do you think, Ghostbusters next
1: for next week? Ghostbusters. oh yeah. I can, def- I can get, definitely get the family down for that one too. That'd be fun. And we can got we- we've Ghostbusters got a, next week. We've got a remake coming out too that we can all get hyped up for.
0: Which one? Oh yeah, the Ghostbusters remake. I'm sorry. Duh. Yes. Yeah. That looks that's- interesting. I've seen the I've seen the uh the previews and they're they're intriguing. So. Yeah. All right, so get your proton pack ready and your ecto cooler. Remember, high C ecto cooler.
1: Yes, and it, God, that was so that was so awful. And then the cartoon where <laughs> nobody looked like the movie. Yeah. Except for Slimer, and then Slimer became a bigger star than everybody else in that. That's
0: true. He was definitely the when you think about Ghostbusters, he was like the mascot of Ghostbusters. So.
1: But this this day, I cannot go past a piano without playing with the the keys and going. That's right, boys. Dr. Bankman's here.
0: (laughs) They're like, they hate this. (laughs) (laughs) They hate
1: this. That's right.
0: (laughs) All right. If you want to send a suggestion for a movie that we should do, um, RVS podcast, two, two, two at gmail.com. We appreciate everybody who's been uh, listening where our numbers are really, really steady. And I, I think we're just going to have another banner month. So, Thank you. Thanks to everybody for listening.
1: I would I would just like a chance to have a heart to heart with everybody who listens to the podcast, if you don't mind, Eric. Can I can I take a minute go for just, it. just have a go, genuine go just have a genuine moment with everyone who does tune in and listen. Okay. So every week, Eric says, if you want to request a movie, here's the email address for that. RVspodcast 222 at gmail.com. Sometimes he screws it up. It might be a little confusing, but he hasn't for a long time. RVs podcast 222 at gmail.com and you know why I'm reminding you of this because sometimes the movies Eric picks are absolute turds <laughs> and I sit through them because you do seem to enjoy listening to it but if there's a movie you want us to watch, now understand I'm, I might not like it and I might consider that a turd, but I'm happy to do it for you. But there's a chance that you might think of something that we haven't come across yet that might actually be a good movie so that as I inch closer to death, I ain't getting younger people, not getting younger, not like the guy who's drag racing down my street right now. <laughs> I'm not going to get this time back and I don't need it necessarily watching, you know, Black Christmas, Carrie, stuff like that. This this is okay for Dave. He's in his early 40s. I'm at the tail end. Can't do this all, all my life. <laughs> you need to get in there and you need to just, you know, put a little effort. Put finger to keyboard. Get that email in. All right? So I'm saying. Thank you and have a good week. All right. Thanks, everybody, for listening. Thank you for listening to the Retro Video Store Podcast.